0: The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by MikesArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit MikesArchery.com and get your gear now.
1: Right here, right here, right here. Right here. Yeah. You want Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up, what's up? Episode 160, uh, Ryder and I are the only two in the office, Clay and Keegan, or are in Iowa. Clay is in a blind, I'm assuming a redneck blind right now. Keegan may or may not be in a tree. They're both out uh, working Midwest right now. Uh, Lee killed a big deer a couple days ago. I've already had two of my buddies reach out to me wanting to, me to give them the score of that deer so they can win the free trail camera. Not cracking me. I even replied to one of them. I said, that's insider trading. Do I look like Nancy Pelosi? Ooh, Got him. And he said, Yeah, you do. And I said, Oh, got him again. And he said, is it... I was like, does it... Is it because I look rich or I have huge boobs? <laughs> and he went with the boobs. That was not nice. I said, You're definitely not getting the score now. It was Casey Shootman. So, um, is that
0: what the. I, I started reading an email and then I was like, This is all too much words for me. That does
1: don't... Sean send you those to you too?
0: Yeah. Nice. I If I'm on a trip, I will read them. If I'm not on a trip, delete. Because like <laughs> I'm not going to do it. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Like, I know that it's stuff that... Falls that, under
1: mine and Clay's purview, delete. Yeah. If you needed it, I would have forwarded it to you anyway.
0: Right. I'm going to start forwarding them to Clay, even though I know he gets them. <laughs> I I forwarded both, forwarded them. I
1: forwarded both of them to Clay today.
0: Here, read through this. Might be some important things for you. I don't do <laughs> hey, email. Why, hate, haven't, why haven't
1: you done this? Yeah. Forward. I hate emails. I do, I, too.
0: I'm so glad that... Nobody emails me oh
1: i have I, I hate them but I have to have them but yeah um it's been at least a month since we did the last podcast with Macy um we have been busy uh if it was a month ago that would put that at September nineteenth it was before that when's the last time it's been more over the month it's probably been six weeks since we did a podcast it's because you while. left when
0: yeah because I, I was there for that one
1: Yeah, I know but when did you leave for your first trip?
0: It would have been pretty close to so then. Um I can look on my calendar and tell you. No, it would've it would have been the um the ninth was when I left. <laughs> September 9th. He
1: said you both can bite me with that email Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, bud. Um so you left September nineteenth? So we did it no, like a ninth. Ninth? Ninth. Oh yeah, so it's been at least six weeks then.
0: Yeah, it's been a while.
1: Yeah, so um for you like hardcore listeners, we're sorry. We suck
0: again. It always happens like that in September though. I mean, yeah. y'all just gotta know. I mean, we're all all over the place. And I don't even oh, I don't even start getting my thoughts together. We could until, have done like, po- I could have,
1: I could have done some podcasts on the road, but it would have been like just me. I should really start taking it with me in September. Just just in case. I mean that we might not be able to do them live. But I mean, it's not hard to just pack the board up and do them while we're somewhere. But yeah. they're just never the same. We I should, yeah, we but should I do them. But then it takes time. And like we want to nap, things like that. I do. It really gets in the way of a nap. Like you know, podcast time is usually nap time or bedtime.
0: And it cuts into that. Well, I, ain't doing, I ain't doing it at night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it's. It's already cutting it close at night time to do them. Yeah. You could do them in the middle of the day. But
1: but in the middle of the day, we're usually not in the mood to do them. We're usually doing pictures or dumping footage or doing some other BS. So, uh, anyway, we'll make it, we'll try and make it worth your while. Since we didn't have anything planned for today, we're a little late doing it. So, we're just kind of giving a, we're giving an update up to this point. I mean, Ryder's done what three elk hunts back to back to back. I did yeah. one personally that, I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about it. We got our butts kicked the entire time. But, um, yeah, I was going to have you talk about the ones you did. And which one was the most fun?
0: Well, we did Montana, Utah, and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the most fun was Utah because we killed two elk within 24 hours. That always helps. Um, so that was fun. Um, it was also just uh, fun to film for Clay and I because we were with uh, Tiff and Beth. Oh, I know I should know how to pronounce her last name, but I don't. So, if Beth is listening to this, I am sorry. It's uh, it's in the range of the Joshi Arapa sort of last names yeah. where it's like if you say it to me, I'll uh, for twenty four hours I'll be able to pronounce it, but after that I won't. Yeah, um, but anyways, she is with Savage Arms, and uh, they were just really fun to film it Mm was a we had a big crew on that hunt it was um clay and i beth and tiff and then um two guides oh two guides two guides dang um we had matt who i've um worked with matt before um what was that two years ago with hunt masters Mm -hmm. Um, uh
1: it's been two years
0: yeah man and then town flies uh, dude and then Dave and both of them are just really fun. Yeah. Now Matt was excited to learn that the amount of cutaways that were necessary for the crush were significantly less than for Huntmasters. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he he certainly is is was <laughs> didn't like doing all the cutaways that we had to do for Huntmasters, so when he found out that i was filming he was like oh man <laughs> this guy again <laughs> <laughs> this guy i was like no nah, it's all right man. we're not going to do all the cutaways yeah. like we did it's we don't have to do all that bull crap it's mean. a whole different show style so yeah. um but it was really fun it was a hoot i was on long lens duty and uh clay was on content cam so i basically it's like a pro it's a pro and con yeah i was about of, to say the same of, thing of what of what you want to do you can either The pro of long lens duty is you can only shoot things if they're 150 yards out. Yeah. Like, so really you're just only shooting animals and occasionally scenics and stuff. So the camera workload is much less, but the weight workload is much more because you have to pack around the giant lens on sticks. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you run content camera, you don't have to do that. You could basically run handheld, but you're responsible for getting everything else. So, you kind of have to pick your poison, yeah, um because I'm an absolute unit, <laughs> I choose to bear the burden of the extra weight.
1: You would take long lens over content cam every day, wouldn't you?
0: Um, not always, I think it would depend on yeah. on what it is, but um
1: we're getting behind these rifle hunts, though,
0: yeah, well, now I feel like I definitely will take long lens more because that new lens that we got is well that was later on down the less road weight but, yeah and like seems way easier to run that 150 to 600 uh that we've been running and beat to absolute crap is honestly. Can, can
1: we not beat this one to crap please
0: i'm first of all it wasn't me who beat it to crap
1: clay if you're still listening
0: He's clay. putting this squarely on your shoulders. It was Clay not not using rails with it, mm-hmm. is what did it. That was last year. Yes.
1: This is all we can. have Nice things.
0: Well, but did you run rails when you ran it? I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's. No, ever I've ran. always
1: ran rails. Always. It's too heavy not to run them.
0: I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it still works. You just have to. I found out that you have to use the lens support on the rails to like push up on the lens to close the couple of seams that were loosening uh, due to the weight of the lens pulling itself downwards towards gravity, uh, and then it works okay. But the autofocus doesn't work great. And honestly, ju- even if the lens was in perfect working condition, the throw of the zoom ring... yeah is enormous like in order to go from 150 to 600 you got to like crank it three times Mm -hmm. but now we've got a new lens and it's not like that but we can save that for later um yeah i would say utah probably was the most fun um colorado was also fun montana was kind of hit and miss um i think we just were there a little early so it felt like there was and Montana, the thing about Utah, which we've, all, we've always said it, it's the same place we usually go in Utah, is there's just so many elk. Mm-hmm. You're just in elk all the time. Um, Montana, rough, life, rough life. I know. Montana, um, they have bigger elk, but not as many. It was almost like there was two kind of distinct herds, and you kind of had to jump back and forth between them, because you'd go mess with one, and they'd change their whole habits up, so then the next day, you'd go to where you think they would be, and they're not there. And so that, but then the other group was over here. So then you would try that group and you'd mess with them and then they would change their stuff up and then the other group would be back doing something. So you're kind of back and forth. Um, So you didn't get as many encounters, but uh, the elk were significantly bigger. Mm -hmm. So it
1: was Eastern Montana elk or something else.
0: Yeah. There was, there was some giants running around for sure. Um, Pretty country.
1: Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Where y'all like kind of the buttes with like the big open meadows.
0: I think so. I haven't been around Montana enough to know the different regional. Western Montana
1: is rough. Eastern Montana is not near as
0: bad. Um, we were like an hour ish from Billings.
1: Yeah, I don't know where Billings is. I know it's in Eastern Montana, but um, yeah, that was yeah that was a that was going to be a potential for w- real big bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time, I went to Colorado on a personal do-it-yourself hunt. Because I didn't I, I didn't go on any elk hunts, and I'm not with Dudley this fall um, because James is with Dudley. So I was like, well, if I have an opportunity to try and go, I'm going to try and go. Well, me and Nate, the editor for uh, The Crush, who works with us, he went with me. We pulled uh, the camper out there, and that was an adventure. Um,
0: and many, Pulling the camper?
1: All of it, yeah. So we ripped this wiring harness out of the camper somewhere in Kansas. Um, I got pulled over cause I didn't know I was getting pulled over and I wasn't sure why cause I was like, I was actually abiding by the laws this time <laughs> and oh, he pulls yeah. me over and I like have my, my license and registration to hand him he's like, no, get out and look at this. And the, the, the cord that hangs out of the trailer that hooks into your truck is dragging behind.
0: Ah, yeah. And I'm like, it's not a good sign.
1: Well, and every time I would pull out when we'd like stop and get fuel, I would like hit my trailer brakes and I would feel the brakes catch. So I was like, okay, well we're, we're good. Well, I had literally just done that. We weren't thirty miles from where we just pulled out on the interstate, and so between pulling out after we ate at Raising Canes in Kansas City, and somewhere on the interstate between Topeka and Kansas City, I pulled the wiring harness out. Y'all uh, went
0: through Kansas City and didn't get barbecue?
1: We was, we were in a hurry. We were just kind Kansas
0: of, City is world renowned for having some of the best barbecue. I know.
1: Well, we were just we were just rolling through. Well. That turns out is not a good area to have that happen because it turns out like people don't camp in the middle of nowhere Kansas, no, so there's no per- people to help you camp you know to he- or like camp there's no help businesses or well there's no like um <laughs> r v uh yeah. repair places. We called twelve people before somebody answered the phone, wow, um, and that guy that answered the phone was like a big rig mechanic, and he was methed out of his mind <laughs> um he couldn't walk and chew gum, and this guy worked on it half the day. Essentially, after he took the brakes apart and figured out it wasn't the brake, he rewired it, and I had to kind of wire it myself the night before. And I, I guess I had two wires touching, and it messed messed something up, and it locked my brakes up. While I smoked my brakes off, mm. not even halfway to my destination, and I still have two thousand miles to drive back. Um, so, end up. Long story short, he rewires it. It we get it limped along. We get to Colorado. And, uh, shout out to my buddy, Jeff Musgraves with uh, Western Outdoor Ventures. He, he owns a big outfit out there and he got us on some property and put us, put us in an area that was on elk, but we were hunting private property and the private properties were, were pretty small, especially for elk. Like if we were hunting whitetails, they'd been fully big enough, but they, we were hunting elk and the elk just, they wouldn't come on the private. They were on the public that our tag wasn't good for. So we had to call them off and they just weren't moving. They weren't bugling good. They weren't running real hard. It was abnormally warm. We did see an awesome Shires moose that I could have killed 100 times with my bow at like 20 yards. But, of course, yeah. you don't have a tag for that. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime tag. But, anyway, um, we hunted like seven days, got our butts kicked every day. Um, and then Nate had to come home, and then I went to – Southern Colorado with my buddy Lane Walter, his wife, and her friend, Nicole. And we did a uh, antelope hunt for Bergara. Took a bunch of pictures, did videos. It was like a six or eight hour deal. We shot two um, antelope in that one day. Then Lane had to be at work the next morning in Denver. So that was like a six hour drive home. So they left that night and I stayed the night there at that ranch, which is a really cool ranch. Awesome people. Um, and then I was like, "Well, I've got like four days in between this and when we went to Texas mm-hmm. for the audit hunt." And I'm like, "Well, four days isn't enough for me to pull this trailer all the way home, then turn back yeah. around, and drive all the way back, and I'm only eight hours from where I'm going, or not nine, nine hours from where I'm going." So I essentially look in like north and west Texas. I'm like, "Where's a you know decent sized town that I can just get a RV spot?" hang out for a couple of days. I was going to edit that video that I shot for Bergara. I was going to edit pictures um, and just have kind of a base of operations to be able to answer emails, phone calls, have internet mm-hmm. and, you know, kill some time all by myself. Well, it was between Amarillo and Lubbock and it turns out I probably should pick Amarillo because Lubbock is a really, really boring place. I was there for four days and literally just was bored out of my mind. Watched a lot of Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. Finished my work in, like, a day and a half, and I'm sitting there with, like, two and a half days. Like, well, now what? (laughs) You know, somebody needs something. Like, I I, I debated doing a lot of different things, um, but there was, like, a Cabela's and – yeah, know well, like a, there was no good movies out like i wanted to go watch a movie mm-hmm. no good movies out no, nothing i wanted a, to see really it's dead, kind time. Of a dead time really dead there time between the summer releases this is and how bad the, it was i almost drove 45 almost drove 45 minutes just to go watch top gun again for a third time that's how desperate <laughs> it got for me but um i ate at a place called the velvet taco thought about you it was really really good really good it was on campus at texas tech or right outside of campus at texas mm. tech Really good. Had a shrimp and grits taco.
0: Shrimp and grits taco. It
1: was frigging good, buddy. Interesting.
0: Um, Did and they put the grits in the taco?
1: They had grits in it.
0: In the taco? Oh, yeah. So is it like just a taco and then shrimp and grits in it? Or like what was it? It had
1: like a sauce too. Like a, I don't know how to it. they have like
0: lettuce? No. No. No lettuce. Hmm.
1: It had like cilantro.
0: Interesting. It was
1: good. I had a shrimp and grits one and I had a uh, like a buffalo chicken one. It
0: slapped. That was good. Cra- you got them crafty. They got them crafty tacos is what those are.
1: Well, they were really good. Um, And I had a, one of those big Mexican Cokes
0: with it. On point. We stopped when we... uh, When we... Where did I fly into? San Antonio. So I met Brian and Billy in San Antonio. And on the way out, they wanted to eat. And so we stopped at a Mexican restaurant. And I was unaware that neither... Brian or Billy had ever been to, like, a Mexican restaurant where they don't speak English. Oh, really? Um, which, first of all, that's always a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, the worse place it can be, the better the food will be. Like, if you're yeah. if you're in a nice area of town yeah. in one of those, like... Uh, we call
1: those microwave Mexican.
0: Yeah. Like, it's in a nice building, yeah. in a shopping strip mall, yeah, and, like, there's a Best Buy nearby. yeah, It's not going to be good. What you need to do is find a truck that looks like it hasn't run in 20 years and nobody's cleaned it outside of a gas station that also looks the same. I passed that one on the way to that camp. And, like, there will be 50 work – if you go at, like, noon, there will be 50 construction trucks and miscellaneous vehicles outside that thing, and it will have the best burritos and tacos you've ever had. Yeah. Um, You just got to, like – Make sure you don't get the super spicy unless you like that. But anyways, don't Brian and look Billy at the health score if they even yeah, have no, one. <laughs> no, well, if you do and it's low,
1: even better. You're
0: good. They shouldn't have a good health score. I don't want my Mexican restaurants to have a good health score. Bad health scores is what I want. You got to be. You got to. It's not for the faint of heart. Yeah, no doubt. You can't be. You can't be over the here. The sketchier
1: the location. Like for you got to be confident.
0: You got to be confident in your digestive system, and and your. uh out of whatever the system is that keeps you not from being sick. Your immune system. There it is. I forgot the word for a second. Um, but anyways, we went into this establishment, and Brian did the typical, like, white dad thing where he, he <laughs> used English but said it louder. Yeah. Hoping yeah. that that would make it more understandable. Yeah. Burrito. So he's a
1: burrito? On,
0: and, and, of course, Brian's like... He can't just get the regular thing no. on the menu. He can't just be like, I want No cheese, no this, no so that. So he's, he's going through this complex order yelling at it, this lady, and I know she doesn't know what he's yeah. saying, and she's just nodding, you know, yeah, just nodding. And then Billy has never had a Mexican Coke, so I had to explain to him the difference. And then he oh, he he just he does this note. He goes, that. One. That. <laughs>
1: Which is better than what Brian did, and then
0: both of them are eating the salsa, just absolutely sweating to death. Billy's over here just eating so like, ah, it's spicy. It's, yeah, it's salsa. Billy, <laughs> what do you want? What do you? It's gonna be spicy. Yeah. It was probably the. I wish I had filmed it. I didn't. I I I didn't know what was what I was in for before yeah. I went into that establishment, or else I would have filmed it. I would have mm-hmm. set my camera up so that I didn't know. Yeah. Like on my phone, and I would have filmed it because it was it was probably Comical. the funniest experience I yeah. ever had. Um, so we, I didn't, that was just a whole yeah. rabbit trail, but yeah,
1: nice. Um, so, so moral of the story, don't stay in Lubbock and camping by yourself. Is real boring unless you had something to do, which I didn't, uh, very poor planning on my part, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, so we get to the odd trip, which is what we, the most recent trip we just got back from. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun one. Three day whirlwind. Um, kill three, all dad. Brian killed one, Billy killed one. I shot one. Um, cool country, you got to do just photos. I ran all the video. The show is ninety-two percent done. Um, and you've been chugging through photos and reels and crap like that. So we kind of been tandeming that one. That way, that way, we're done with it before we leave again on Sunday to go down and do another trip that we'll have to come back. That I'm hoping we can get two shows out of that. You will probably have to edit. When do you leave again after that trip? You go to Montana the next trip, right?
0: Yeah, not till like early. It's like the first week of November? Um. Yeah, November 2nd. Se- so
1: Okay, you might have time. You should have time to get one or two of them uh, done one, by two, then. One, two,
0: three, four, five. I'll have five days. I don't know if that's going to be enough.
1: You can do it. I believe in you.
0: Well, I'm going to need a break. I'm going to need to see your... Because I only get one weekend day this week. Because Sunday we got to drive, so I'm going to have to take that weekend day somewhere else.
1: (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Um, But anyway... I
0: could probably get it done in like... Well, thirty minutes or something. It's not a really a big deal. Just bang it out. Send it to my guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guy in India. Yeah. Hey, like,
1: give me that contact if you can knock it down in thirty minutes. I need that guy on no, no, my no, freaking I payroll. I can't give
0: you that contact. It's real cheap <laughs> and real quick. That's how I maintain my profit margins.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, but yeah, the next trip you have after uh, after this one to Florida is you go to Montana for rifle with Bergara. Mm-hmm. and uh, we need to. Probably need to get on the phone with Trisha Yeah, next couple of days, and go over that one with her, mm-hmm. um, or Forest or one of them. She's figured out we're still here. Yes. Um, dogs barking again. But yeah. Um. So let's talk about the lens that you conned me into buying and how you did that.
0: Sounded like thunder there for a second. Yeah, Just I, know. Dog.
1: I thought it was thunder.
0: So I we have now a Sony. I think it's a G Master lens, is it not? Mm-hmm. Uh two to six hundred. And it's very nice.
1: We almost need to just go ahead and get a double or two.
0: Yeah. Um and I didn't con you into it. I just you utilized did. I utilized um some information that I've had and known about you since the day I know you is that if you
1: This is not this is not exclusively happened. This isn't
0: It's almost happened. It's not like, it's very I look, I, it's not even just me who knows that. Clay knows that information. Both Clay and I. I texted him. I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, Caleb bought the lens." He's like, "I knew it." <laughs> so, basically, we we've had this Sigma 150 to 600 earlier in the episode we talked about some of the drawbacks of it. I mean, um, it's been used a lot. It's on its last leg. Honestly, the image quality out of it isn't the highest. You it's, know, I talked to it's good and it's passable, but it's not excellent.
1: I talked to Wombat Fire and told him the same thing. He vehemently disagrees. He sent me some images off of his and he's like, I absolutely love this lens, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's a
0: good lens, but it's not as sharp he's as like, I think. He's that like that Sony's
1: see. overpriced. He's like, I don't know why you're not using the Sigma. I'm like. But it, it is. The 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 whole thing where you have to zoom in and the lens gets from this long to this long. And you have to roll it 15 times and it just keeps putting weight out further and further. That's really annoying.
0: Yes. So,
1: and it's not smooth. You can't make a smooth shot with it. Like, you couldn't zoom smoothly with that thing at all because you've got to work to turn this thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and there's no autofocus. Yeah. This upcoming trip, um, I was thinking, well, what if we rent something and just see if we like it because it's a three or four day trip. Mm -hmm. Um, it was It'll cheap be easy rent. enough to rent something. And so I was looking on lens rental and kind of going through, um, and there was this two to six hundred, and I'd heard really good things about it. So we rented it. It was like one hundred and fifty total. Yeah, I think it was, was one hundred twenty-five like? to rent, and then thirty bucks to ship because we had to expedite it next day, and because uh, I got this idea at the last moment, of course, and so we shipped it to a FedEx location outside of the San Antonio airport. Mm -hmm. So that when I got into San Antonio, I was just going to go pick up the lens and then bring it. And uh, I think just immediately I was very impressed with the lens because, like you said, um, the entire (laughs) zoom is internal. So you don't have any, like, barrel extension when you actually zoom it. Uh, You can zoom the entire length uh, from... Two hundred to six hundred in what, like half a turn?
1: Yeah, not a full turn for sure.
0: Yeah, with hard stops on either side, and it's just like butter. Oh yeah, it's butter. And then the focus also is like butter. I haven't ran it, so you'd have to speak to that. But um, it seems like it'd be pretty it's easy. And you can way actually nicer. do a pull. I feel like you could actually do a pull focus on that. You can't do yeah. a pull focus on that. Well, Sigma. I ran that
1: Sigma 150 to 600 on that that uh girls hunt that antelope it was like i was not confident in my focus pulling just because of how hard the thing was to pull focus in wait you gotta like yeah and you go past it and yeah it's, it's a pain and then and luckily the two kills that i got were in focus there were some b-roll shots that i thought were in focus that weren't but like whatever um but that thing like it was rock solid auto seems- focuses is fast um flipping into that auto focus is fast you know going into manual and pulling focus is fast you know, it's sharp at six hundred. Sharp enough. It's not crazy sharp, but it's sharp enough for what we're using it for.
0: Well, there's a certain amount of sharpness that you lose the further you zoom in, just simply because of how much atmosphere you're going through. Yeah. So you're gonna lose a little bit of sharpness, especially in
1: Texas. Well, it was. I mean, there yes. was a mirage between you and six hundred yards. There's a mirage.
0: Now the only thing I noticed, and I don't know if this is because of the lens or if this is just um, natural, because I think that the Sigma kind of did this too. But the shots that are on that lens seem bluer than the shots um, that you took with just the regular lens.
1: I didn't notice that, but...
0: Really? mm They seemed to be a little bit bluer to me.
1: It might have just been my white balance, too, though.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure. Well, the shots on the Sony were bluer. On the 2-600, to 600, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, that's because my white balance was probably not right. Oh. I had to fix my white balance in a couple of shots in the edit. It was a little, a shot at a little blue.
0: What are you running your white balance at?
1: I don't remember. It just was blue you're compared to some it, of the other shots. it at
0: 5,500? Usually. That's what I do. Yeah. I used to run, I actually used to run out of white balance. I don't anymore. Yeah. Because
1: 90% of everything's 55?
0: Yeah. And then the camera will like do these little, first of all, it'll white balance in the middle of a clip. Yeah. And then when you're color correcting, you're screwed. Yeah. And then it'll like, you have to basically tweak every clip's white balance. Yeah. Because they're all going to kind of be a little bit off. Yeah. So I just run 5500 for the most part. Um, Same here. Except for that time, apparently.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it got bumped.
0: Might have been. Uh, so anyways, we got that. And you, so you got that on eBay, right?
1: Yeah, I get everything off eBay. You know this.
0: And you said what? It was about $600 off.
1: Yeah, so new, that lens is 25 I got it for 14 Yeah. So I'll I actually save $1,100. dollars hmm Yeah. Well, after shipping, it was sixteen Or like taxes and shipping, it was 1600 So It looks like it's still in really good condition. It's really good shape. Yeah, we need to go out and run it and test it. And it's like, I'm not going to, but it almost, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to preface that. It makes me want to have a, a DSLR that's Sony.
0: See, I was literally just about to bring that up because. Clay has one. Yeah. Um, I've thought about. Because I've wanted an R5, but I've also thought about getting the Sony equivalent because then all of the glass works. Works, yeah. Not that it doesn't work, but it's nice to have native glass. Um, It's just hard to get rid
1: of my 7200 Canon. God, I love that lens.
0: Yeah, but I've heard that the Sony equivalents are just as nice. They're more expensive. Yeah, they are more expensive. Um, But I've thought about doing that. Just... I.
1: Sony thinks a lot of their glass. Good lord.
0: See, but I also. Your R5, because uh, I shot on it all last week, which, first of all, was awesome because <laughs> the file Yeah, were I asked cute. you to
1: shoot video one time and you're like.
0: That's <laughs> not so what you brought me to do.
1: But, Dad, I don't want to shoot video. Well, you try. <laughs> it's.
0: This is why. is because you were wanting me to shoot video in the part of the hunt where you we why. were... No. I'm going to tell you why. Mm-mm, you can't tell me why. I can not tell you, you why. You are asking me to shoot video in the part of the hunt that I always shoot video and I never get to take pictures of. And that's when you're actually stalking an animal and that there's an animal there. And I was like, the one time that I'm only supposed to be doing pictures... And I'm trying to get a picture of like a I never person said an you. I
1: never said you're only doing pictures. First of all, For, second it was of all, implied your, because I didn't bring the sa- second camera of all, your package. brain has a really hard time from doing one task, shift down shifting to first gear, and then back shifting down to second gear in another task.
0: Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent of the reason why I don't that's ever want to. That's why I want. I'll do pictures. I do video. <laughs> I don't want to do both. Like you're not going to catch me with both. You're not going to. Ca- And it's two entirely separate disciplines. I don't care who you ask.
1: Not entirely. I would say they're 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 significantly different, but not entirely. Well, yeah,
0: the the, a lot of the technical aspects are the same, but how you compose a shot Mm -hmm. and what you are looking for in a shot is completely different. And some guys do it. I mean some guys I just wanted live cutaways. And then I just hate
1: shooting cutaways. I would rather have them live. Hate shooting cutaways.
0: Well, at that time, Brian was running away from oh, us. Oh, Brian's okay. Brian, Brian, yeah, Brian.
1: was—you gotta love him though.
0: Forty yards, and both of us were like, "Yeah, we." Can't, we I can't literally yell up. at
1: him like, "Brian, stop!" Because you can't shoot him without me there, you dummy. He just—he just loses it. I love him to death, and it's you can definitely see his—he's genuinely jacked when he ha- when he's successful. But like, he just his, 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 there's a little part of his brain when it, g- it comes to that it just time. Turns just off. yeah, it just turns off. Yeah, and Billy's like, just tell me what to do, man. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> I love freaking Billy. God Billy has, it.
0: Billy has almost no stress. If oh talking. yeah, we need a little bit. Yeah, we need a little more. Come on, let's yeah. let's do it. Yeah, like if you almost need to like take twenty percent of Brian's uh, stress and give it to Billy and mm-hmm. take like fifty percent of. Billy's chill and give it to Brian. They are
1: so perfect. they are so yin and yang though. It's just like Brian, It's just like Chuck and John. Yeah, they're 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 so. That's why they're such good friends is because they have completely different outlooks and personalities. Yeah, you know it, it's it's Chuck's all the stress and John's the quiet and one in the corner. Chuck never shuts up. John very rarely talks, but when he does, he's funny. And then you know Billy's the one that never shuts up. And Brian talks and he's very astute and you know polished and. Billy's not. (laughs)
0: I'll tell you what was surprising is um, this was the first time I'd really filmed with Tiff very much. Mm -hmm. Tiff likes to talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised because I'm not used to that. Because usually... Oh, uh, yeah, she doesn't. Except for with, like, Billy. I mean, Billy will talk your ear off. Um, You can not film
1: with Chuck very much then because Chuck never shuts up. No, I
0: (laughs) I haven't got to film Chuck that much. I've filmed Chuck, like doing random stuff we did i've done one bow fishing trip with chuck and then like i don't know all the random projects that we've done with chuck um but like the make it happen stuff i wasn't filming chuck i was filming with jamie oh yeah you always film chuck so i have not really got to film chuck and then usually i film brian not well, billy need
1: somebody to go to oklahoma right now but i told him we had to go to florida check yeah oh he's, he just doesn't plan well he's a isn't this oklahoma the one that you were
0: that you had planned to do no oh that no yeah different
1: one he's going out there to kill a deer with a muzzle litter i'm like well he's caught because he's calling and talking to me about what's our next make it happen show And i'm like and he's like well i'm going to o- oklahoma today and, you know what are we gonna do after that i'm like why don't we film oklahoma why don't you wait on us so we can go well you know what da-da-da-da-da. and i'm like whatever mm. we'll figure it out later
0: yeah so, but anyways, I don't, I don't, I didn't mind it. It was fun with. Tiff, oh yeah, just, Tiff's just fun talking. Tiff's up.
1: Tiff's very laid back. Very laid back. Yeah. yeah, she's she's a lot of fun to go with.
0: Which is entirely the opposite of Lee. Yeah, like when you're hunting with Lee, it's, it's just hundred percent business. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'll crack a little joke. But yeah, it's it's business, business. It's usually at your expense too, which is oh, the yeah. best. The best. Which I'm used to that most. He's jokes are he's my, really good my and my witty.
1: Him and him and Clay cutting each other better than about anybody I've seen. And Do Clay they? gives it right back. Oh yeah. Clay and Lee go at it. It's good. <laughs> they're but they have a similar personality. They're both very peculiar.
0: Yes. They
1: both are very their own person. Yeah. Um, they're very like one track minded focused. They're both hard workers. Yeah. That they, they I think that's why they go that's why they get to get 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 along well, but also butt heads at the same time. Yeah, It's just like, you know, my wife and my mom, they're very similar. That's why they butt heads. They get along, but then they butt heads all the time.
0: See, I think I'm too, I'm too, I don't think Lee would want me around well, for all the hunts because I'm too goofy. Well, for
1: no, him. tell him, tell me, tell everybody why you know that Lee will never love you and respect you.
0: I don't know, actually. Because
1: you told him, why don't people move to Iowa? And you said,
0: oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> look. <laughs> Everybody's going to hate me now. I'm going to have an opinion that, like, with yours with waterfowl, that's going to get everybody coming after you. And the problem is we I th- feel like we got a lot of deer hunters here. And I just want to preface this with saying I enjoy deer hunting. I like white-tailed deer. Um, I would never move to Iowa to hunt deer. Yeah, I wouldn't either. He was like, oh, you, you should move up to Iowa. And I said, Lee, Iowa's got two things, corn and deer. And I don't care enough about deer to move up here. Yeah, like I, well,
1: there's very,
0: I say very. Like few, I just, I there's can't. only a
1: small percentage of people that are that, like there's. A, I know a lot of guys that love to hunt. Well, I don't know. I take that back. I would say there's a pretty pretty good majority. If you told them, you know, there's a good job for you in Iowa. If you wanted to move up there and have a you know place to hunt, you could go. I think a good good group of guys would do it. I don't know if I could. I was very remote where they live is very remote I like that Nothing. but at the same time I don't know if I could do it day in and day out I'm, I, I, I still do like some comforts you know like to go to town go to a movie do things you like that you know what that.
0: I like to go to a restaurant past 7pm
1: yeah that too
0: you know what that's what I like I also like to have more than one type of restaurant I like to be able to choose between burgers and maybe some Mexican food
1: yeah you don't like just Misty's for every meal?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. And and look, I whitetail hunting is like if I could choose anything, it wouldn't be white tail hunting.
1: I'm the same now. Like I I, grew do, up, I,
0: I don't want to sit in a stand. See,
1: I grew up white tail hunting and I do love it. It's my first love and I always do it to some degree. But like I was talking to Jamie Shire about this and he's talking to his dad about like you know, what their long-term goals are for their farms and everything else. And Jamie's like, he's like, I got to talk to my dad. You know, we've talked about selling this place or selling that place and doing this and doing that. And he's like, you know, there's lots of variables to everything. He said, but my dad looks at me and he says, Jamie, you could spend five to $10,000 every year with an outfitter and kill a big deer. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's a hell of a lot cheaper than owning a farm, managing it, planning it, feeding it, you know, all that. he's like, Jamie's like, I got like $15,000 of my own money just in corn this year. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I ain't killed nothing, ain't got a single deer that I'm like excited about shooting.
0: Yeah. But and I still do. But at the same spend time, $100,000, you're not, you're not going to get the caliber. But of at deer the that... same
1: time, there is something to be said for having your own place, managing your mm-hmm. own place. And, and, and trust me, I do want that one of these days. And maybe I would change my opinion on this if I had a place like that. But from this seat where I'm sitting right now, it's way easier for me just to pay somebody to go somewhere or have a lease or something where I just show up and hunt because I don't have the time. If I had the time, then maybe. But, like, I don't have the time. I would rather spend less money than it would cost me to manage my own place. And then and, 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 and I go back and forth on that because I've always said I want a, my own place. And maybe one of these days I will have one. But, like, right now, it just doesn't make Time sense doesn't make financial sense, but um, I don't know. I, I about every summer I'm like, yeah, I want to buy a farm, and I think about it, and I look at the farm, the payments, and this, that, and the other, and I'm like, that's just the payment. That's not mm-hmm. planting anything. That's not building a little place to live or buying a you know mobile home or you know building a camp or you know that's not any of the fuel. That's not any of this or that or the other. And it's like, oh, man, it's just so much to shoot a deer a year. It's like well, you'll have couple twenty, thirty, forty thousand 40 thousand dollars a year tied up in this place to shoot one deer mm-hmm. and how much time that a you lot. could have been working and making money it just it doesn't make sense um now some guys that's what they live for and i'm and Lee's one of them mm-hmm. but lee's also figured out a way to make a lot of money doing it um so but
0: it took well, I know him a lot of money. guys like that game yeah. yeah oh yeah but it's it's a different game like i feel like that's a that's a like a chess game to me. I've never liked chess. Yeah, um, don't, like i mean, I'm, don't even know how to play chess. <clears throat> I, I kind of do, because we had a chess set. But oh, we had a chess set. I mean, I don't yeah, know how to play. I, but I, like, I don't. That's not the kind of game. Like, I want to go. I would rather play paintball. Oh, same. And I feel like I feel like El <laughs> is like paintball. Yeah, there's a strategy to it, but also at the same time, sometimes you just gotta run around. Same, same. And, and and do it. Whereas chess is like, okay, we do this, yeah. we do this. Yeah. And this, like, you're thinking five moves ahead. I want action. You're thinking ten years ahead mm-hmm. for this thing and doing all this stuff and then you just, like, sit and wait mm-hmm. for for the animals to do things. And
1: hope that nobody else shoots them. Yeah. Hope We're, they don't yeah. die of VHD. Hope they grow like you want them to. Hope, hope, hope. It's a lot of hoping. Yeah. Unless you have a crap ton of ground. Or get really friggin' lucky, you know. And it's like okay, and then at some point, you know, and I'm sure Lee's gonna get to that point if he's not already there. Like, how many hundred fifty, hundred seventy inch deer have you killed? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're gonna shoot another one. It's like okay, cool. You know, you know he has to do it for the show, uh, and I know, I know he enjoys it. I mean, he wouldn't keep doing it. He absolutely is obsessed with it. Yeah. But he, at some point, he's gonna get to the and If he's he honestly, he probably is already there, to where he just wants to see what they'll turn into, mm-hmm. to where. It's like now the chess game is like, okay, now let's move this chess piece here and let's see if it'll get even bigger. Or if I can do this and suck in another deer from a neighbor, or whatever. You know, and that's that's like you know, that's the, the I guess the adage, you, you know, you're not just playing checkers anymore, you're playing chess. Like he's not even playing chess anymore. No, like he's playing another, risk. Yeah, it's another he's, level. He's playing risk now. Yeah. So it's it's one of those deals to where you know, and there's a small population. I mean, just a handful of guys out there that are the level that he's at that can do the things that he does. But that's why he's as successful as he is, is he's mm-hmm. completely and utterly obsessed with deer. I love to deer hunt. I ain't got it like that.
0: See, I would like it. Just I'm too. I got too much ADHD. Yeah. I I well, my it thing does, is it I want to do.
1: I, I want to do everything. I don't want to. That's kind of why I like. That's why I wanted to hunt an all dad two years ago yeah. or a year ago. 'Cause I'd never filmed one before. I'm like, that's something I've never done. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like now I want to do an Axis and a caribou because I've never gotten to film an Axis or a caribou. Yeah. Like I wanna do that. Like I wanna go if I don't film one, I want to go hunt one myself. I want to figure out how to do it. And it's like, okay, well I've killed an elk and now this year I'm going on a mule deer hunt for myself because I've never killed I've still never killed a big white tail. I've killed a bunch of white tails, but never a big one. Like once I kill a big white tail, then I'm not really gonna care anymore. I'm be like, hey yeah, I killed a big one here. That's cool. And then once I kill a caribou and a a bear and a you know this that you know and I start knocking things off my list that I've always wanted to do, then I will worry about killing big ones. I mm-hmm. but like that's what why I went with that outfitter in 2020 for that elk that that Brock helped me go to. He's like, what kind of elk are you want to shoot? I'm like a legal one. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no. Well, use like, we usually have a minimum here. I'm like, listen, dude. If you have a minimum, you're going to have to physically restrain me if there's a legal <laughs> bull standing in front of me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Well, dude, he's like, You know, we usually try and kill 300 bull. I'm like, <laughs> Miss me with that. I'm like, If the first one that walks in front of me is 300, he's getting shot. First one that walks in front of me is a 220, he's getting shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care what it is. Yeah. And, and I can like, Wait until I kill five or 10 of them on my bow, then I'll start worrying how big they are. And like, I don't know. That's my mindset. Like, but I'm also nowhere even close where lee is and i but i also and i have to take a step back and think about this my perspective now even your perspective in some ways is so jaded because we've been a part of so many amazing experiences and big animals to where if we had those on our wall we've got the experience of 10 people 10 lifetimes of hunting just in the couple years we've done this i mean i've been doing it for 10 years hunting 100 ish 150 days a year at least filming 10 to 20 kills a year on big game, not counting turkeys and waterfowl and crap like that, it's like, okay, on 10 years, that's 200. How many guys have been a part of 200 big game kills? And these are all, like, usually quality-type animals. It's like, no, very few. Yeah. It takes them their entire life to do 200, and that's hunting their butts off. Mm-hmm. I've done that in 10 years. That's That's something to be said for that. So it's like now... It's like, hey, well, yeah, I've, I've done a cool elk hunt. I've killed an elk, filmed a bunch of them, mm-hmm. done a cool whitetail hunt. I've not killed a big whitetail, but I've killed a bunch of them. Turkeys, I've done turkeys. What have I not done? Odd ad. I want to go do that. So I went and hunted one, killed one. Now we filmed one this year, killed another one. And it's like, okay, that's one of my favorite things now. It's like, but now, to me, I've killed a big one. Checked off the list. Now i to the next one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I'm not somebody that wants to go, well, he's a 30-inch. i got to kill 31 this year. Don't care. I, I, I genuinely don't. That's just not my style. If I kill a big one, then I, I'm stoked about it. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. But that's not why I go. I go for the experience. I go for to go and say, hey, I've shot something in all four corners of the United States, and in Canada, and Mexico, Hawaii, wherever. I, I'm kind of one of those things, like I want to go and do experience everything now. like I'm, New Zealand's on my list. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Africa, I went to Africa in 2017. There's a bunch of animals in Africa I want to go back for. Real, real bad. And I'm hopefully going to get to go this next year. By the way, if you're listening and you want to go to Africa, reach out. I'm trying to put a group together for next summer. It'd be awesome. Most fun trip you'll ever go on. I promise. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And I, I get the, the obsession with whitetails. I get the people that love the chess game. Not that guy. And I have a really hard time talking with guys that that is their deal. Like, that's, that's what they live for. And it's like, dude, go for it. That's all you. Mm-hmm. But I also feel the same way about guys who get up every Saturday morning stoked out of their mind to watch UGA play. Don't care. Not even a little bit. Yeah. I don't even know who won the game. Don't care who won the game. Oh, so-and-so's going to national championship. Awesome. Don't care. I genuinely don't. I don't really start watching baseball anymore. I played baseball for however many years, from 4 to 22. I don't watch baseball until it gets the postseason. And the only time I watch it then is when I have time. Like, I just don't care. Um, It's not that it's not important, and I know it's important to some people. The only thing I care that much about is my family and this job and when I get to go hunting for, you know, on occasion. You know, I I just not. I very, very much, the older I get, started to more and more narrow my focus as to what I'm spending my time on. And my time is trying to raise a family, trying to grow a business, and then get to hunt for myself a little bit. That's that's where my all my focus goes. If it's outside of that, good luck with it. Don't care. That's a huge tangent on my part. It's okay. Oh, um
0: I'm definitely like I get that with the with the mostly everything. I would say I'm very largely experiential. Yeah. I want to go see the new things, meet the new people. Well me try you, the new photo. Fo- well, me so and it's you like, talk
1: about me and you talk about a gig. We're like, hey, let's, you know, we've got this idea of doing something crazy in this new place with a new concept, with a new harsh environment, this, that, and the other. And you're like, I'll go. Like, that's the one that you always are like, I'll yeah, go. Yeah, I like, want the. New I want to go because that's not the deer hunt again. That's not the elk hunt again. It's like, but it's like, and I sit here and I think, or even
0: like, a new place like elk hunting. Like yeah. we've we've been to the same yeah. ranch. um For oh, what for four like years? The Past three or four years. And it's like it's cool. I love the ranch because I I uh, I know that there's going to be a lot of cool encounters, mm-hmm. and I know people there, so it's always nice to go say hey and spend some time with people that you know. Shout out Mort. Yeah, more. He's usually on here. I'm surprised he's not on here giving me some crap. Yeah. Um, but like at the same time, I also want to see different places. Yeah. Like I don't want to go to the same places and see the same things. That's Montana. Place see- is new.
1: This is Western Montana. Yeah. It's gonna be cold, buddy. You're up like close to Canada. It's gonna be cold.
0: That's good. You like that? It's been that? cold the last couple of days, and it's been real nice.
1: Ooh, it's gonna be real cold. Where are you going? Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, that one's gonna be new. But like, I, I'm I'm with you. Like, I, I like like there's there's, and I've talked to Chuck about this. It's like there's there's good in like knowing if you go back to Deseret, like you know, you're probably gonna get a show out of it, which is a nice feeling. But it's also like to oh, Deseret again. But there's also that fear of the unknown, going to a new place or with a new outfit or with a new this or a new that. I think that's why so many shows go to the same places every year because they know what they're going to get. They know who they're going to deal with. They know the quality of the hunt. They know the place they're staying. They know the food. They know everything. They know what they're getting.
0: It also depends on what your show is. You know, if you are a, like a, in a, in a, let's say all things being equal, a a Chuck versus Crest show. Mm -hmm. Well, a Chuck show, you can go to any place and make a show out of it. If it sucks, well then, the show is about it sucks, and we're gonna make the best out of it. Yeah. and it's gonna be funny, and you make light of the suck. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the crush, like you, you gotta have some quality animal encounters, mm-hmm. and nine times out of ten, like unless you get just a trip that's like you get some crazy encounters, but never a kill, I would say nine times out of ten you gotta have a kill for an episode. I'd of the say
1: crush. ninety times out of 99 times out of 100 yeah. you got to have a kill. It would have to be a pretty
0: insane. I think the only
1: show they've ever aired that didn't have a kill that I know of is they did a mountain goat hunt in BC. That was
0: I'm sure it was epic to, and you just didn't get Well, it up. you
1: need to ask Tiffany and then you need to ask Brandon Penegrass about it. It was Brandon's... This is how Brandon described it to me when he got back. So this is the first ever alpine like high country hunt he'd ever done. Like that, like he done the one where He didn't have the boots. He didn't have boots. He didn't have a pack. Completely unprepared. And he just being Brandon, like, be me up, Scotty. He's like, you know, I'll go borrow a pair of boots. Sure. It's just <laughs> mountains. <laughs> not a big deal. He yeah. said there was a point on that trip where he said, I was sitting on the side of the mountain. I sat down to take a break. He's like, I thought in my brain, I'm never forgetting him telling me this. He said, if there was an apparition come to me or some person come <laughs> off the side of the mountain and said, Hey Brandon, if you give me every worldly possession that you own, I'll have a helicopter coming up that hill to get you in five minutes. <laughs> He's like, I would have done it. <laughs> he said I'd have given everything. Sold sold to the devil. He said, I'd have give them everything I had to get me off that mountain. He said it was horrible. He said I had blisters the size of pancakes on my feet. He said it rained. He said it poured, and it was freezing and sleeting and snowing. He's like, we couldn't get close to a goat. And he said everything about it was just miserable, complete misery. Cameron, I think it was him and Nate DeLong did that one, and it was Lee and Tiffany. And I, I'm, I'm, if I remember right, they did not kill a goat. And I think they had like they had so much footage because they were there for like ten days. Like when they got back, and were like, we have to make a show out of this. There's so much yeah misery in this story that like we have to put this out there. And Lee and Tiff just like Lee just grinding. And Tiffany freaking grinding.
0: Oh Lee'll grind. Oh yeah. Well, Especially, and then Tiffany spe- like the word You know that you are in for a grind when the like Lee gets angry at him. Yeah. If Lee gets angry at the animals, you just buckle up, bud. I take you, that back. You're... I think
1: Lee might actually might have killed a goat.
0: I feel like he did. I feel like I heard about this story.
1: I think Lee did, Tiffany didn't, maybe. And then their Tiburon Island one's pretty good. Yeah. You can have Lovey tell you that story. Yeah. The little Tiffany would put rocks in his backpack every day. <laughs> and he didn't know it until like the fourth or fifth day. She kept putting small rocks in his backpack to make it heavier just to mess with him. That's mean. That's just mean-spirited, Tiff.
0: We, uh, We were... I don't know if she they ever played this game. Uh, I think she said Pender was the best at this game. Um, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it in Utah, but we did it in. Uh, I did it in um, Montana, but I. I don't know. There's not a. I don't know what the game is called, but basically you just try to you get as close as possible. Oh somebody yeah, Pender was the best. And that. try to see like Mark how long it'll take before they'll be like, "What are you doing?"
1: Mark Woolley was really really good at it.
0: I. I I, I feel like you have to play it to where I would be
1: terrible at that game.
0: I'm pretty good.
1: I'm terrible at it. I was. We, I'm not the guy to do that game.
0: We played it for like an hour with the with the guide in <laughs> in Montana, and like he was glassing, and like I got my one fifty to six hundred on sticks, and I was his face was here like, what are you looking at? <laughs> and the thing is, is I he was too nice, yeah. to have said anything.
1: <laughs> did Tiff did Tiff crack up?
0: They were crying. they filmed it. It might I don't know if it'll end up on the show, but Clay was back there filming me do it. And uh then we we're we we're gonna play it more and we we're sitting on the hill with um, like about
1: sitting in his lap. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do well, it.
0: Well uh no <laughs> Clay did that. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh I can
1: see Clay being pretty good at that.
0: <laughs> it I. he like went to sit he went to sit down in a glass and Clay like literally just sat like exactly in his <laughs> lap <laughs> but uh we were sitting on the hill with lee and uh they got to talking about it cuz it had happened the, yeah. the day before and her and her and lee were talking about it and uh he heard them talking about it and then he asked what the game was and then she had to tell him what the game was, and I was like, "You ruined it now. Now oh, he knows she, what the game she was." She told the guy the game. Yeah, he, oh. she told the guy the so game. So they were
1: that you never told him until Tiff told him.
0: No, you don't ever tell him. Oh, you can't tell him because the the goal is even to at see. the end of the trip, you can't tell them. Oh, you would at the end of the trip. Oh, okay, but yeah, he what she told him. He's like, oh, I wonder why you're so close. I was like, <laughs> What the heck is this guy doing? <laughs> he was like, He's really involved. <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, I, I just mess s- with I you." Want to
1: smell your breath? <laughs> yeah.
0: He was like, "But I just—I didn't know. I didn't—I didn't want to be a jerk. He dude, was like, he was, "You have to pick the right person because yeah. some guys—some guys will be so nice they'll never say anything, yeah. right? They'll just, well,
1: somebody like Mort would probably just come in there with you,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. So you got to <laughs> so pick gotta, the right guy. Pick the right guy. You got to pick somebody who you know you could like get who you can get to the point where they're going to be like, What is What are you doing, dude? dude?
1: You're okay. This is—that's enough. Like, yeah. get out of my space.'
0: Yeah." But, like, some guys are just going to be yeah. too nice. You got uh, yeah. somebody like more, and he'd probably be like, What's up, bud? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, you got to pick the right person. Yeah. That's a fun game. You guys should, uh, if you haven't played that game, you need to play that game. Gosh. Apparently, Pender was just the king of it.
1: I'm, if I remember right, Wooly was good. Mac was really good at it. But, um,. Lovey was good. Yeah, I remember Lisa that. He said
0: that Pender used to like back people around. Oh, yeah. Like they would just be talking and he'd get right up in their head. Pender's <laughs> one of those guys.
1: Like he, he just has so much confidence. Like he'll do whatever. Like He doesn't care. Oh, he he's, 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 he's game for whatever. That's like, the key to it. Yeah, it's confidence. That's the for key sure. to it. So changing subjects. As we've been talking for 56 minutes about nothing, which is great. Um, we now confirm. Yeah, what are these notes? I've got seen one more. These notes yet. We've got, do you have confirmed that we will be at NWTF, more than likely all of us.
0: And we
1: are going to have one of those kiosks. As soon as you walk in and check in to go in the the convention, we're going to have a section to where we're going to do podcasts. So Redneck Tech will have a, not a booth, but like right there as you walk in, there's a section where there's a bunch of podcasts, essentially like cubicles set up. So we are going to have a podcast booth there uh, as you walk in probably going to try and do five to 10 podcasts while we're there over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So like try and not kill ourselves, but do two or three a day, try and, you know, schedule them to where we'll do one or two in the morning, one or two in the evening or one or two in the middle of the day, whatever. Um, but if you guys have some suggestions to people, you might want us to talk to that, you know, will be there or if you're going to be there, um, if there's enough of you going to be there. We might try and do a group podcast, but let us know, reach out, DM us, email us, text us, whatever. um, but the next thing is so you did that thing on Lightroom where you called out the four thousand pictures. <clears throat> did yes. you see Mike Hearn's comment?
0: Yeah, so the um and I meant to address that, but we I can't go through that photo set. Oh yeah. Um maybe if we you do might could just
1: record it, send it to Mike and tell him not to share it, and then we could share it once those guns at
0: least. Well, I would like to. um, There's a bunch of secret
1: squirrel guns on there. That's why we can't do that. Yeah,
0: that's why I couldn't show you guys like the actual photos. Um, So maybe in this next trip or if we can find a photo set that's got got stuff that we know that it doesn't matter. um, That's kind of half the problem is it seems like more and more we're doing work for products that have not yet been released. Yeah. And so, which is cool, but also not cool. Yeah, we have to be real careful about what um, what we're showing. Because obviously if it hasn't been released yet, then we can't be showing that stuff. So um, it is on the radar. I did hear the comment, and we can definitely do that. Um, but we can't do it with that photo set. So either I'm going to have to find a different photo set, which I'm sure we could do. Or um, wait till the next time we we get like a photo set.
1: Mm-hmm. And just do a long screen record as you go through. Maybe, maybe we could go take a hundred pictures of something and then just do a short, like a mini version of that. Yeah. Like call a hundred pictures down to 30 and then call those down to 10 and then edit those 10 or something.
0: Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, but yes, that's something that we uh, can do for sure. Um, it's easy enough.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't have anything else. do You have anything else?
0: Um, not off the top of my head. Um, yeah, not off the top of my head. Uh, I know that <coughs> when when Clay, we were originally supposed to do this, but then we both forgot. When Clay gets back, um, he and I are going to do a podcast on double shooting. Oh yeah! Since we basically did that for I've got a podcast we're doing too days
1: when we all get here. I've got a podcast that we're all going to do. What's that? Saying yes. No. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. And that's all I'm saying is saying yes, and it is going to be a podcast you're going to want to hear because I'm going to go off as I'm I'm pissed at a, at a couple people.
0: Not me, right? No, it's not you. I'm pretty. I was it's, like, it's, I'm pretty good at saying yes. It's it's
1: it's and if you're listening to some of my buddies and people that I've known for years, that want to go and do things that have that have voiced to me that they want to go on trips. They want to go do things. And then I invite them to go and they puss out. It's the whole podcast is going to be about the importance of saying yes to going and why you should drop everything to go because one of these days you're not going to be able to.
0: See, that's, I think, just on a base level. What I was talking about before with being a very experiential person mm-hmm. Is I will go and do almost anything. Mm-hmm. I go
1: You have to say yes to adventure because you'll never I, know. Well,
0: it doesn't even, like you want to go eat at this restaurant? Yeah. You want to go see this band I've never heard of? Yeah. You want to go to a soccer game? Then I don't even watch soccer. I don't know anything about soccer. I'll yeah. go. Like mm-hmm. I just at a base level as a human being, I'm a but person I'm, who I'm, says yes to I'm things. tired
1: of the excuses yeah. and I don't want to I don't want to go I not get too far into this podcast, but I want to preface it with saying I'm tired of hearing the same excuses well, I got a lot going on at work. I got a lot going on with my family. I got a lot going on with this. So does everybody else. That's a terrible excuse. And that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Unless so. you're a piece of crap, everybody has that same excuse. Quit using it as an excuse.
0: So we've got and that one. And you know who I'm out.
1: talking to, I'm mad at you.
0: I feel like that's very pointed. I'll ask who that is after this. Um, Just a couple people. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do uh, the double shooting, which I think is... Um, good, I think, especially with the long, short lens. Clay and I had to. Clay and I got in a couple arguments. <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly, mostly me.
1: Uh, oh no, <laughs> Mister Hardheaded. Okay, no,
0: it had nothing to do with the hard. Can you see live cutaway? But, but no, it didn't but, have to do with but, that. It would be like we would agree. But I got
1: the picture camera. I don't want to do the
0: video. I hate doing video on picture <laughs> cameras. Screw that. Um, no, we would. Before something, I would be like, oh, yeah, I will be tight, and you'll be wide. And then I'm filming. I'll look over at Clay, and I can look at his lens and know exactly what focal length he's at because we have the same lens and I know. And I look over, and we both are wide. <laughs> and then I'm trying to get his attention. Like, I'm filming over here, go- like, one-handed, going like, hey. <laughs> like, try not to ruin the moment so I would yeah. be like, Jim, you said you are tight. <laughs> and this whole time, I got all this stress because now I know we got the same freaking camera angle, yeah. and I hate that. Yeah. And afterwards, they go like, "What are you doing? (laughs) What angle were you?" He's like, "I was wide." I said, "I was wide." We talked about this. (laughs) Anyways, we got in a couple heated arguments. I was like, "You got to look at. We got to look." Yeah. So we came up with some like shorthand for things. Wide. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Are you gonna save those? Gonna save that. Okay. That's Um, cool. So. Yeah. Um. And then. Hopefully we'll be back in kind of a more regular-ish swing of things here soon.
1: I hope. We might not be all of us every time, but we're going to try our best. And, we're, we're, I mean, heck, you know, if we get a slow week, which, I mean, it's probably not going to happen till December, we might try and do one or two and try and get caught up. But um, a lot of new stuff, a lot of new cool stuff happening. Um, some cool potential stuff for next year. You know, just grinding, you know, just grinding every day, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. figuring it out every day too so all right i'm done y'all out i'm the deuces peace